Have you heard the term concierge medicine and wondered exactly what that means? In short, it's the answer to the question, isn't there a better solution to my health care? Concierge medicine means virtually no waiting for your doctor. It means 24-7 access to physician care. It means truly individualized health care, all at a cost that's lower than you might expect. See pricing and learn more at PartnerMD.com. It's better health care for an even better you. Yeah, bro. I think it's just up to the individual. Like, it's a different situation for everybody. Like, some people, some people love it, and then they're they're they end up being the quote unquote starving artist. Mm-hmm. I was watching a video today. They they were yeah. like a starving artist is essentially just like a glorified loser because <laughs> it's like they end up like they got the passion, they got the love for it, but yeah. then they don't have the balance of like, all right, I gotta eat, like I gotta get money. For it. Right. They, they don't. They're so. They're purists, so they don't, you know, they don't, they think they're selling out if they make money from the, uh, from their craft. Gotcha. And that's far from what I want to be. Like, I want to make money, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's not, I don't, I don't try to be secretive about that or like deceptive. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't sell a product. Like, it's to make money, but it's also to get a message out and to be an outlet for, for me. What's up, everybody? It's your boy back again with another episode of Big Boss Talk, the podcast. Listen, this this episode right here is going to be super fun, super dope, um, only because, like, I've, I've seen this man. Like, we went to the same college, seen him hoop, like, you know, the most athletic hooper, I, like, just in general, like, the bunnies out the gym. Like, every time we went to go watch the game because we wanted to uh, show support to the uh, basketball team, you know, we always really just wanted to come see if Troy was going to boom on somebody. Like, that that's really how we used to go down. Me and A.B., Anthony Blair, we used to come in and be like, hey, you think uh, Troy going to get a body today? We were like, I don't know. We're going to see. And uh, I used to see him, you know, he caught a couple of bodies. He tried to catch some bodies. But, uh, man, he's been doing ever since, you know, leaving college, right? Just everything that he's done, um, his, his brand. Um, the way he lives his life, his lifestyle, you know, I've been intrigued. I've been kind of keeping watch, and then I've also been taking notes and trying to implement things for myself. But let me introduce my guest to you guys, all right? So I got Troy Blyden, age 28, career job. He's an athlete slash content creator. He went to North Greenville University, got his degree in sports and management. Years in his profession is three and a half. So he's coming up, um, you know, he's got some time in his profession, obviously still young, but He's learned some things, made some mistakes, but also excelled in a lot of different things as well, too. So we want to make sure we get all perspectives. But before we start, Troy, say what's up. Yo, what's going on? I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me on. Glad to connect with you in this way. Like, you know, it's not like we're just talking on the phone. It's like you're really doing something cool. So, like, glad to be a part of it. Man, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. We appreciate you, man. Thank you for saying yes, because a lot of people, you know, anybody could say no. But we appreciate you taking your time. To just hop on and sit on the screen with us. Um, before we start, though, Big Boss Talk wouldn't be anything without our two truths and a lie. So we need your three statements, and then I'm going to get the lie. Okay, for sure. All right, so first, um, my dad is actually uh, pretty good friends with Jay-Z, and he was at my first birthday party. Um, yeah, uh, the second statement, um, 
I used to play football with Logan Paul. Um, and the third statement, um, I've actually done over 20,000 push-ups this year. So there you go. Nah, there's some dope statements. Okay. <laughs> it's on you, bro. <laughs> me. Ooh, that's dope. Jay-Z came to the spot. Man, you wouldn't lie about that, man. You a big music head. You wouldn't lie about that, man. I, I would listen to your take on, like, your top producers and all that good stuff. You and your homies, y'all in the music. I hope you wouldn't lie on Jay-Z like that. So I'm going to say that's the truth. Um, then the thing with, okay, with Jake Paul, I would, you know, I would believe, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's, it's between the push-ups and Jake Paul. And the reason why I'm... The push-ups is because you work out outside a lot. You do a lot of dips, you know, all that good stuff. And, you know, you've been pretty consistent with it. So I could believe, but 20,000, no, that's a lot. Okay, I'm going to say the push-ups is the lie. I think the first two are the truths. I'm going to say the push-ups is a lie. Hmm. Man, uh, I'm offended, bro. I'm offended because you are wrong. Dang. I've actually what? done Probably close to like twenty two thousand pushups this year. What? So I'm I'm doing a challenge where like I do at least a hundred a day, and then you know by the end of the year that'll be like thirty six thousand five hundred. So yeah. Oh my. So yeah, God. that was true. So, so what was the lie? Another chance. I get. What was the lie? Yeah. You just want to know? I guess. Well, I mean that's fifty fifty from here, so I think. Uh, <laughs> dang. I'm gonna say, <laughs> okay, the Jay Z was the lie. <laughs> Yeah, that was a lot. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, I really yeah, I, I used to I used to play football with Logan Paul. He was and my dad, my stepdad was the coach. And uh and I used to run track with him and his brother too. Like, yeah, it was it's crazy. Crazy to see how, how they came up. Yeah, are they the same that you remember to now? I mean, we were kids, bro. It was like I was in sixth grade. So yeah. A little bit younger than me. A so bit like, nah, I don't they weren't very talkative. Okay. I just remember Logan was like the fastest kid I ever seen, bro. Like he was the star of our team. I believe. Like, yeah, yeah. He was he was really good. That's dope. I'm glad them boys found their passion, man. I see one of them yeah. doing like WWE and then boxing. So it's <laughs> it, it's getting crazy for them out there. So I, I, I love to see it um you know see it for them. So uh, Jay-Z was alive, but you did play football with Logan Paul and then we did the push up. So like I, I do want to ask you bro like where did the like Why'd you start doing, you know, talk about talk to me about the lifestyle change, right? So I see you, you know, working out outside. I see you, you know, doing the dips. You know what I'm saying? You did the free form, free form locks. Like, what was just talk to me about that? Like, what was the decision and, and, and process behind that stuff? Right. I mean, so they're they're all kind of connected in some way, but uh I definitely started them at different times. Like, like I'll start with you know, growing my hair out. Like, that was a decision I made when I was I was living in New York at the time, and I was, like, tired of getting haircuts. I was, like, self-conscious about my hairline. And, like, stuff a lot of guys go through. But, like, yeah. I just – I saw a video on YouTube one day, and it was, like, how to freeform dreadlocks. And then instantly I was, like, oh, that's what I'm going to do, like, 100%. Yeah. And, like, uh, it was, like, J. Cole was on the thumbnail, funny enough, because everybody <laughs> said I looked like and then I started watching it, I was like, oh, like, I didn't know I could do this. Like, this is what I'm going to do now. Sure. So then right before that, I was uh, probably like few, like six months before that, I was getting into, you know, like a healthier lifestyle, like a more holistic mm -hmm. lifestyle, learning about, you know, the Dr. Sabies, uh, Lalia Africa. Um, so 
they were kind of just connected, like just yeah. a more like natural path for me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, th- that's it, bro. Like, that's what's now up. I'm here and I, I've been staying consistent with all of that. You know, my diet has changed throughout the years and, yeah. you know, I'm not, I was vegan for a while. That's you know, that's, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore, but you know, I just, I just try to be conscious about things that I do and be intentional with it. That's all. Bro, I, I like it, man. I, I saw the, like I said, I saw the life, the, the, the changes that you were making, obviously, you know, um, on Instagram, like a lot of people, you know, wouldn't document that process though. Like along the way, you've, you've documented your process of, you know, your mindset change, you know, things that you're learning, um, things that you, you're doing on a daily basis, like you're documenting that and putting that out. You know, was that a conscious decision to, to really document and just try to, you know, put, put that stuff out there as far as like content? Cause obviously you're a content creator, but you know, I just wanted to kind of know the mindset of, you know, I want to start documenting this and putting this out for other people to see, you know, was that conscious decision or is just like, you know, I'm just on social media, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I mean, it became more conscious as I went along and as I, you know, followed the Gary V's and all these guys that are always preaching documentation. But like before that, I was just a social media kid. Like this is where we grew up with. Yeah. So like my way of communicating and connecting with people on a deeper level, I felt like. Yeah. So like showing it kind of like a behind the scenes of my life is kind of like uh, a way to a better understand me. Definitely. So and it's a better way to stay connected with friends and, you know, former classmates like you. It's just like, you know, I, I love social media for that reason. But uh yeah, nowadays it's like uh, I'm more intentional with my posts, so I'm not showing everything, but like I like documenting certain things about my life. Like uh, I, I try to be as I try to be very honest and open, yeah. but not overshare. Right. Because because I think a lot of people think like in order to be completely honest, like you got to just tell everything. everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, not everything is everybody's business. Right. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm not just gonna show you everything about my life because right. it's not, you know, not for everybody to see. I, it's a tricky, it's a tricky line, you know, for some people. Like I, I feel like a lot of people, you know, have that discernment on like, all right, of course I want to be honest, I want to be vulnerable, but then like you said, everything is not meant for everybody because you know some people get into that stuff and you know they try to you know, intertwine or, you know, maybe they praying on like a, a downfall just because they know that you maybe, you know, you suffer at something like this or, you know, it, it gets tricky. So um, I, I do feel that as far as like what, you know, monitoring, like what you put, but also trying to be as honest as possible. I think a lot of times people say, you know, social media is nothing but a highlight reel. Um, and I was talking to one of my buddies and I was just like, well, I mean, yes, yeah, a highlight reel. Um, but also, like, people try to be vulnerable, but at the same time, people scared to be vulnerable on social media because they might get picked at or looked at different. You know what I'm saying? It's vicious on social media, bro. Like, super crazy. So, I, you know, you just kind of got to be mindful uh, of things of that nature. Do you get a lot of DMs uh, as far as, like, people asking you questions about your, you know, holistic lifestyle? Do you get um, classmates, like, from NG be like, man, when you, you know, start doing that or X, Y, and Z? Do you get a lot of that? Yeah, I get a lot of more so like people that may watch my YouTube videos and stuff. Okay. People I don't know. Yeah, uh, some, some former classmates and stuff will reach out and be like, "Yo, I like what you're doing. Like, let's catch up, whatever." Which is cool too. But um, it's more so like random people that I've never met before. And, oh, like, uh, just yeah, yeah. It's not like crazy. Like, yeah, not like I'm famous or anything. But it's it's a lot of people where it's like, dang, I'm actually people are actually watching what I'm doing, which is cool. Yeah. So. You, so, touch, yeah. you touching a lot of people, man. 
Um, and then I guess moving forward as far as you talked about the Gary V's of the world, right? So I I saw you when you the first time. I don't know the first time you met Gary V, but I hit you up and I was like, yo, that's that's hard, like Gary V, like because I was I'm a fan of Gary V, like I'm a fan of his just his uh his aura, his attitude, his perspective on life is a is a very like I don't know he he goes and get it, but he's also like so down to earth, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, in, in his tenacity. So, like, I'm just, it, it's crazy how you can be a, such a go-getter, but then also still, like, very, like, down to earth preaching, like, you still got time. Like, bro, I ain't know what I was doing between 20 and 30, but, you know, like, you still got the time. So, what was it like meeting uh, Gary Vee, and how did you, you know, why do you like Gary Vee? Yeah, I like him for the same reasons you're talking. Like, he's, <laughs> he is that go-getter New York City, like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, I, if you fucking curse. Like yeah, it, but, you can curse, man. You can be okay. Yeah, all right, but like, like, he's got that side of him, but then he's also got like the really humble side and like the empathetic side, where mm-hmm. it's like, uh, it's almost like you could tell he's he was very loved by his mother. Mm-hmm. Like he understands people in a certain way. So like, uh, so yeah, it's almost like he's like a distant father figure in a way. Like I was, I started watching him at a time where I was like really i felt really lost and i was like uh looking for some type of direction mm-hmm. and his 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 videos and his his blogs really like guided me through a lot of things so that's like the real reason i like him um so like i met him a couple of times first time was uh i was doing an internship with the new york yankees and uh i saw on instagram that he was doing a meetup like right when i got off of work yeah. and i was oh yeah i'm going so the girl I was dating at the time, I, was, I sent it to her. I said, like, yo, let's go here after after I get off, whatever. We went there. It was like at this coffee shop. It was probably like 50 people there. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, he just took the time to speak to everybody. And if you wanted to get a video, you get a video. Like, he was just really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so the next time was a little bit more in, a little bit more personable. Like, it was at his, uh, his first sneaker launch. He did okay. a collab with K-Swiss and, yeah. like, uh, there was a line outside of Foot Locker in New York City, so I waited in line by myself for like a couple of hours, and then event, and I met like some great people in line, whatever. And then um, once I got to the front of the line and met him, um, I asked him a question. I was making beats at the time. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was still just feeling really lost and like needed just wanted some advice from him. Yeah, like, I watched his videos for so long. It'd be cool to get some advice in person. Um, so yeah, and. And then that clip ended up on his vlog on YouTube and he posted it on Instagram like uh, for a couple of times, which was really cool. So, so yeah, you could tell like that interaction was super genuine Mm -hmm. and like probably impacted a lot of people that saw it too, which was cool. So, so yeah, that's, I I mess with Gary Vee, man. I still follow him to this day. He's, yeah, he's, I mean, he's the the goat to this social media thing. Yeah, he's a goat for real, man. And and I just, like I said, like you kind of mentioned is the the genuineness. Like I've never seen anybody like that's so genuine. And and obviously, you know, he has his own perspective on life and how you should go about life. And like, he's stuck with that same perspective. Like obviously he's, you know, he's might've changed or evolved, but his perspective of just like, Bro, you got time, but you always got to be like, you know, putting building to your crown. Like, he's a king of just like content, content, content. Put it out there. It doesn't matter how it looks, nothing, but just documentation, um, things like that. Like, that's something I take heed to as far as like just putting content out. Like, we've been on a schedule of just putting two episodes out every single week ever since, you know, January. And so, like, it's been one of those things where we're trying to, you know, keep 
up with just okay content content making it sure it's quality but also just quantity as well so um i think it's cool that you got to meet him um and really get to ask him that question um and you mentioned something as far as like being you know a time where you were being lost like so if you don't know like this is for you know kids right for the youth and you know the things that you know you may have wished you had questions or, or answers to um, we can now pass those answers to kids or people that could be watching so they don't have to really go into this this roadblock or they don't have to hit this wall or if they hit the wall they don't have to be looking at it for such a long time for trying to figure out how to get over the wall because we have the answers and we can pass that down do you mind speaking on like that time period where you were lost like you know what made you feel like you were lost and and just how did you come to your i guess you would say you know your sense of humility on the realization that we're always you know everything's always going to be changing like there's no real yeah. destination yeah for sure and that's the thing i realized that and it's yeah. like you're never you're you're always going to be kind of lost in a sense yeah like nobody has it 100 percent figured out so like to this day, I still put some pressure on myself where it's like, all right, I got to do this. I got to be at a certain place in my life. You know, I'm all 28 now. Like, I'm pushing 30. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, you know, yeah. like, it's regular life stuff. But uh, I'm just more comfortable with myself and, like, my situation and, like, what I provide to the world. And, like, you know, things that I like doing, you know, uh, I've found a way to make income doing that in some way, which is a blessing. Um but that, speaking back on the times where I was like, I felt really, really lost. Mm. It was like post-college, working a regular job, and like just feeling. So I, I did an internship with the Yankees right when I when I done uh, when I graduated NGU. Yep. And like that's like you know one of the best internships you can get. It was I was sitting next to the CFO of the Yankees like yeah. in the office. Like, that was great. So once I didn't like get a full-time position with them, I kind of felt like I failed, and I was like letting my dad down and I was I felt like a loser bro and then um I was just in a dark space bro I, I experienced lots of depression and yeah. all types of stuff so uh you know it, it it was a blessing to have family and uh have family around and even though like you bump heads with them you realize like those are the people that matter the most and, like mm -hmm. those are the people that have your back when you're in those dark times yeah um and yeah, I mean, I'm kind of going on a tangent, but like, no, you good, it's bro. like, you just gotta, in those times, like for kids listening and young people, like you just have to always uh, be grateful and have the optimism to know that like there is, it's going to be better. Like, yeah. And, and also what is your other option? So like, it's either try to keep, keep going and try to find, get on the other side of that that depression or whatever. Yep. Or like, what else? What's the other option? Just sit in it and like, so, what are you going to do? Like, so you have the choice. Yep. The world is not a pretty place. Like, <laughs> it's not going to be like super <laughs> nice to you all the time. Like there's, <laughs> you got to go through some stuff. Yeah. It's not always going to be sweet, but life is so precious. It's like, we're so lucky to be here. So, you know, you can either sit and wallow in, in your problems or, you know, just see the upside of things. For sure. And that's what I choose to do most of the time. I still have my times where I'm in a dark place. I'm not in a good mood, but like, you know, I try to be in a good mood more than not. For that's sure. all. So through meditation, through therapy, exercise, things like that, reading, it's like, 
you find more of yourself. I love it, man. That's deep. Like, I mean, to be honest, like, I know you talk about you don't want to go on a tangent, but I, I feel like the tangents are good, man. Like, sometimes you just got to go on those tangents and kind of just, you know, tell, like, what it what it's really like. And, and I think, um, to your point, you know, you know, what are you going to do? You can either sit in it or you can choose to move forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's only two ways you can go in life. It's either up, down, um, and, and that's pretty much it. I, I don't really think you can stay in the middle because every day you're making a decision to do something. So either that decision is helping you rise or it's also, you know, some decisions that help you, you know, kind of go backwards. But, um, you know, I think being lost, like, there's two ways you can go about this, right? So you talked about graduating having that internship with the Yankees, uh, not, you know, obviously not being hired full time and just feeling like you were, you know, letting your folks down, uh, probably felt like you didn't have a, a real direction in which you wanted to, you know, really go or, or what was next in your life. And I think, you know, sometimes I feel like having that type of experience early is sometimes better than having that experience later. And, and the only reason why I say this is because I would say somebody like myself, like, I don't think I ever had like that. I've dealt with like depression, right? But it, it's more of a keeping myself busy at all time. Like, okay, you gotta find something to do. You gotta, you know, be here, be there at this particular time. Always stay busy. You know, always have something going on so that way nobody feels like you're bumming it or you, yeah. you know, you're not, you're not being to your fullest potential. And I've come to the realization now, like, or come to this point now where I find myself getting burnt out very quick just because I, I've done so much. I moved so much. I, I never really sat down and just been like, all right, let's find a direction. Like, or just sit in it and be like, hey, it's okay. You don't know what you really want to do. You know what I mean? Um, and so I appreciate you just for opening up and just kind of letting us in on that, you know, on that moment or time piece in your life and just let people know that it's a linear moving thing. Like you, you never will really have it figured out and you'll always go back into those places where you may not feel adequate enough. Um, but you keep moving. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. So I appreciate that, man, for yeah, sure. And just, just, just to add to that, I was actually watching a video earlier today and uh, this, this guy was talking about like live every day the way you want to go out. So like basically would you be, if you died today, would you be satisfied with how you were living, like what you were doing? Yeah. Because it's like, you don't know when you're going to die. And it's like, so just don't waste too much time like doing things that you hate. Like, yeah. like everybody, everybody's had a job where it's like, you don't really like it or whatever. And you got to eat. But at the same time, like at least have a direction you're going into where it's like, you're, you're going into the life you want to live. Yeah. So like use things as a tool rather than this is just what I do. And this is it. Don't, don't accept things that you're not okay with man that's a true statement use your job like most people now they like there was this time where everybody was like entrepreneur entrepreneur like you got to be an entrepreneur but now it's, yeah. i think now it, it like it's becoming a like that's a, that was wrong i feel like as a culture when we find out like you know find out ways to be more financial literate we're gonna push those to the extreme because it's like all right we got to help our people become financial literate and at the time it was like Entrepreneurship, entrepreneur, you need to own a business, LLC, LLC. And I'm uh, like, and now it's like people understand that, okay, we can do both. You know what I'm saying? We can still go to work and then have little hobbies on the side and, and utilize, you know, LLCs to our benefit, utilize entrepreneurship to our benefit, but everybody's not meant to be an entrepreneur. There you go. 
You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel so like... It's okay to be an employee. Exactly. Like, some people are great employees. Some people don't make good bosses. Some people don't make good employees. Like, there's always... It's a... It's a... What's it called? It's like a food chain. Yep. <laughs> and we need people in each. Yes, bro. And it's not bad. Like, you know, you're not less of a man because you don't own a business. Like... <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a funny time, funny times. But um, yeah. all right, so then we're gonna. Uh, I want to go start from the beginning, right? So I appreciate we going into all of that. But what did Troy actually want to be? You know, growing up, like young Troy, running around. You know, what was your dream goal? Well, my first ever dream was to be a professional skateboarder, and then my dad was like, my stepdad, he was like, I'm telling you, bro, like you're good, but you're going to grow. Like, this is not a good idea. <laughs> keep doing it. Like, keep doing it if you have fun with it. Whatever. I still skate to this day. Like, yep. just I love it. But, like, just, yeah. <laughs> if you want to do something, like, athletically, like, professionally, like, do basketball or something. Like, yeah. if, that, if you want to be an athlete, just... And, you know, there's a lot of truth in that because you don't really see too many guys, really long guys skate. Like, it's just not... It didn't and, go and skateboarding, like... As I got wiser, I was like, I realized I don't want to be like <laughs> jumping down 30 stairs and like risking breaking my arm every trip. So like, uh, but yeah, that was the first thing I ever wanted to do. Um, yeah, then like around, like then there was really nothing else after that up until like college when I started making beats. And I was like, yo, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be a producer. Yeah, and I, I would always love music. That's, I mean, I have a music podcast right now. Like, yeah, I love music, and and honestly, one day I might pick it up again. Yeah, and just as a hobby, maybe something I want to do for you know. But, um, yeah, that's that's really what I wanted to do. I never, but other than that, like I've always had so many different interests. There was never one thing I honed in on. It was like, oh, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, so it's like. It's it's kind of tough when you have so many interests and you're like pretty good at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It can kind of be, yeah, it can kind of be bad in some ways. Yeah. But um, but yeah, bro, it's like That's, it's like going to the buffet, bro. It's too many options. Like too I can many. Do, I can do whatever I want. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. and I I've uh, I've seen that happen to myself sometimes. Like I try to double and dabble in too much, and then sometimes I end up doing too much that I can't that I can't handle. So then it's like, all right, scale it back a little bit. But skateboarding, bro, you would have been like, I mean, granted, you did grow. But, you know, Tony Hawk is pretty long to be a skateboarder. He, he like, is. I, you're, you're right, bro. He's like 6'3". Yeah, and I watched his documentary on, I think it was like HBO, and like the fact that he used to get picked at for being like that lanky, not really that strong. But he was doing flips and catching air that none of the – you know, typical skaters could, you know, could do um, and creating his own tricks. And so, like, he created his own wave and, like, skateboarding. Um, but when you said, like, when your stepdad was like, bro, you're going to grow, like, I I was like, that's Tony Hawk. Like, Tony Hawk, like, grew. And to this day, he's got to be, like, 58 still trying oh, to yeah. skate. He's like, yeah. yeah, he's in his 50s for sure. Yeah. But, like, and, and you're right about that. But um, at the same time, like, I was never – a, even though I was, I skated and I did some crazy things on the board. I was never so much of a daredevil where I just mm. like, I was like, "F it, I'm gonna do whatever." Yeah. I was still always nervous. Like, <laughs> I don't think I should do he that. He was like, conscious. Was like, he was like, like mm-hmm. "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So, 
it's like I wasn't really built for that. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm scared of heights, yeah. so I, I I could do nothing like that. Cool. So obviously you said skateboarding, and then you was you said you really didn't figure out or like have a a real idea until like college. So this is where I guess it kind of gets tricky. Like why? So how did you get the NGU, bro? And that's a question I ask a lot of people. Yeah, you know it's it's cool. I was thinking about this the other day. There was there's always been like this this um kind of like a path in my life that I followed where it's like I was raised in a Christian household, then you know I was grew up in the church, whatever. Ended up going to a Christian high school, mm-hmm. um, like specifically for basketball. Like I did three years at a regular public high school, then I transferred into the prep year. So I did two, one extra year at a uh, at a Christian private school. Yeah, and ended up going to NGU, which was a Christian college. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's almost like it was just meant to be. It never felt forced. Like uh, when I went on my visits and stuff, right? That NGU just felt right for some reason. That's what like it felt. It, it just felt like like a like a a good home environment in a yeah. sense. So maybe subconsciously it just felt safe to me. Yeah. I don't know, but. Uh, but yeah, that I, I didn't really hesitate with making that decision. I was just like, oh yeah, I think I, I think I belong here. Really, it was, it was weird. Did you have like so, any other schools that you were visiting or NGU? Yeah, yeah. Like so I actually, I, uh, I got an offer from Limestone. I okay. went there. Visit. Yeah, I did that visit probably in the same. Was it in the same week? Maybe in the same be. couple weeks. Yeah. So I did that, and I went to a visit to a. I went on a visit to a D three school, a couple NAI schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and and, and then uh, Palm Beach Atlantic, which is another D two in okay. Florida. Gotcha. So that was my second option was was Palm Beach Atlantic, just because it was like close to Miami, it was closer to home. Because I live in Tampa, man. That would have been cool, but uh, yeah, NGU, NGU ended up you know being being my home for the next four years. That's dope. And did you like your experience? Like obviously, in four years, everybody I talk to has different experiences, different um, takes on NGU, like. What was your experience like? Obviously, and, and and granted, like okay, so we all know like sports was kind of divided. I feel like my like my last two years of NGU, like we were trying to build that camaraderie, like with all sports. You know what I mean? Like basketball, football, like you know, hanging out together. You know, going to like certain events, parties, and stuff like that. It just seemed like the basketball guys always could get in the firm. I ain't know no, like football, like we could not find like what's going on at Furman. Like, and we'll come back to school and then y'all boys will be talking about, yeah, we was just at Furman this weekend. Blah, blah, blah. Like, like, how y'all getting in there? Like it was a secret society or something. So I'm like, hi, like I just want to know, like, what was your experience like um at NG? Like, did you you fit right did you fit right in at those four years? Like, did you ever have any issues as far as like with the rules, anything like that? Oh, I hated the rules. There was no point where I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Like, nah, the rules <laughs> suck. But, like, <laughs> my experience at NGU was good overall. Right. Uh, yeah, to be 100% honest, I didn't have the basketball career I wanted, but I was grateful to have uh, been a part of that that 2015 team that won the conference. Yeah, that was hard. That was great. That was, that was a great experience. But, um, yeah, bro, like, my experience as a whole was uh, – it was good. It taught me a lot about myself. Um, you know, I learned that I didn't, I'm not, I'm not like the, 
I'm, if I if I don't hundred percent believe in something I'm doing, I'm not gonna be any good at it. Like yeah. like with schooling, like all the classes I was taking for the most part, I was like, right, I'm just doing this just because I'm here and I want to stay eligible. <laughs> so like, I'm just like going with the motions, like going through the motions. So uh, so yeah, bro. Like, but I love learning. Like I yeah, you know, I didn't know that back then though. Yeah, but I was learning how to make beats in my room, like skipping classes, <laughs> skipping that yeah. eight a.m. So it's like when you love it, yeah, that eight a.m. is no joke. But yeah, when you love something and you're really into it, have a good night, bro. When you're when you're really into it, it's like you're gonna do, you're gonna put your your best effort forward. Yeah. So like um, so yeah, on the school tip, like that's that was my experience. You know, in terms of the rule again, like the rules sucked. Uh, it was sucked that it wasn't COVID. Like it yeah. sucked that it just like I like mean, I respect I respect people like Christians and like people that are true to their faith and all that. But mixing that with like college is it's not uh, man. It was rough. Bro. Yeah, that's rough. You can't do like, that. Yeah, like I got a wild side, bro. Like I wasn't really trying to hear that back then. Like I'm like, bro, like, like and I was, <laughs> and then and then uh, in terms of just like interacting with other students and stuff, that part of it kind of, I wish I could go back and and go back to that school and, and interact with more people and you know yeah. just speak to more people. And yeah. just not not um, not assume that they're gonna be like super judgmental, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I might say the wrong thing that'll get me told on, like you know what I'm saying. Kicked out, like that's, but that's yeah, not like, even, but that's not even your fault, like. It, it, no, no, it's not. It's not, but it is at the same time because it just you don't have to talk about that type of stuff right. with everybody you meet. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know. You could, you know. Yeah. See, I could just go up and have a conversation and say, hey, how you doing? Like, what's up? <laughs> Let me learn something about you, you know? Yeah. So I was the guy that always just had my headphones on, just like kind of just wanted to zone out, listen to my music and do my own thing. Yeah. So, yeah, just as I've gotten older and wiser, you know, so something I wish I would do, I would do, I would have done differently. I talked, yeah. I forgot who I talked to. Um, talked to a couple of people from, you know, North Greenway and obviously, I talked to Thomas Weeks. I don't know if you um, remember Thomas Weeks. Light skin. He played football, but he's a little bit older than us. But um, he was there, and I talked to him, and he was just like, man, I wish I could go back and just, you know, branch out of the circle of, you know, the sport that we was playing. You know what I mean? Like, other kids, you know what I'm saying? Because they probably had stuff going on. and, And just to be friends and be cool, not saying that we, you know, don't want anything out of the relationship, but just expand I guess the mindset because you know you get trapped in just like hanging out with the guys all the time wanting to do the same stuff over and over but then you can be exposed to you know I don't know different lifestyles that other students may be going through and you might find your passion that way or you might find um, your next business partner that way so it's just so many different things or reasons why you would want to talk to other students and and I felt the same way um, but I just felt like kind of similar what you were saying like just having that you know Christian faith mixed in with college as far as like the only four years you got to do this I was like nah like it would you change that was my next question would you change your college decision if like if you could do it all over again would you change the decision no no I would not um because because while I kind of like butt heads with the idea of mixing the two I do think that it's it's there's value in like having that structure yep because in America, you know, college is kind of seen as this thing where it's like, 
a just a party and you just mm-hmm. go and binge drink every every freaking week <laughs> and it's like that's not okay yeah. like yeah it can be fun but like that's really not what it should be like mm-hmm. you're really going there with a purpose like to learn like you know what i'm saying yeah so and it's not like i was doing that all the time or i would if i could but like, you know i was an athlete so i'm not just gonna abuse that but but um i did i do think there's value in that structure uh and also <laughs> if I went to like a regular school, I don't know. I might have had a kid or something, bro. I don't know. <laughs> there was just like more access to yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's more yeah. temptation for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the devil's door is open for it. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I I I I agree with you, man. Um, I, I'm glad I asked you that. I just always find it wanted to figure out why you know people chose you know North Greenville University. When I get to speak to people um, that went to that school, because I I would say I like similar. I enjoy the relationships that I gotten out of that school. Like my friends that I still you know talk to and everything. Like th- those relationships are everything to me. And I feel like um, if I didn't go to NGU, I, I wouldn't have met those type of people. You know that genuineness and that love. Um, and there were some great things about that school that, you know, like you said, that structure, just the people, you know, sometimes seeing, you know, very nice. You know, we had a huge scandal with the president, but, you know, that was, that was wild. <laughs> that was crazy. Yo, yo that was the craziest thing ever because they, it went like chapel, like they played the video in chapel, bro. Like, who was in charge of the the, the uh, teleprompter or something? Because you just said, "Oh no, nah, we gonna play this." And he was, yeah. that's one yeah, of the things I'll never forget. But uh, you know, great people, great people. Uh, chapel. Everybody that's make one mistakes. Thing. That's the number one thing I would change. Everybody make mistakes. The when they had the chapel just for the athletes, mm-hmm. I would have changed that, bro. That's the <laughs> only. thing. <laughs> Like, come on, how are you going to single us out? Bro? Come on. <laughs> it's wild, but, but that's what's <laughs> up, man. Okay, cool. So we go from there. Um, talk to us about what you're doing now, man, because you're still an athlete. You're still doing, you know, your passion, doing what you love. And, you know, can you tell me about, just tell us about what you're doing, what team you're a part of, a part of and how you got to be a part of all of that. Yeah, so I currently play for the Washington Generals. Uh, which is the opposing team to the Harlem Globetrotters. Okay. You know, if you don't know who they are, your parents might know for anyone listening. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's an honor to be a part of this organization. Like it's so iconic and it's like, uh, yes, sir. It, it, it really is a conversation starter. That's what I've found. It's like, there's a lot of value in that name mm-hmm. and it's like, it's taken me around the world. You know, I started in uh, February of 2019. So I'm about three and a half years in and, uh, I just, just signed my fourth contract with them, uh, which is a blessing, you know. So I just came back from Australia and New Zealand a couple weeks ago. So it's like, it's like, bro, I never would have imagined I'd be playing ball still. Yeah. When I was in college, I was like, I was like, you know, I was self-aware to a, like, to a fault. Like, I was so self-aware that it kind of, like, shot down my confidence a little bit. Mm Because I was like, all right, like, you know, I'm a good athlete. I'm very athletic, right. you know, but my skills are lacking in this, in this area. So I would, I was so self-aware about that, but I didn't put the work in to get better at those skills. So it was kind of like, damn, I know this is what it is, but I'm not so like my confidence is going down. Yeah. So it's like, you know, after uh, my senior, senior season, I made my highlight tape, was reaching out to overseas agents and coaches. Then, uh, you know, didn't, uh, didn't hear anything back. 
So I hung it up, hung my jersey up. I said, you know what? It's over, bro. So um, did my internship with the Yankees. Didn't get a full-time position with them. Then I started working at uh, a hotel in New York City mm-hmm. uh, called the Standard Highline. I was working as a bar back. Oh, no, no. I was working as a busser yeah. at first for like probably like five months. I looked, bro. I was so out of place, bro. I was so out of place. <laughs> so I did that for a little bit. And then, you know, I was like, I got to like become a bartender or something. I got to do something else. So I start. So I told them and then I got promoted to bar back. Then I was a bar back running. It, that was fun. That was yeah. dope. Like, you know, New York City life, like New nightlife York. is crazy, bro. So that was really fun. And then um, I was approaching that, that bartender position. And then I was like, this ain't it, bro. Like, this ain't what I want to do. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a good trade to have. It's cool. But like, I don't. Bro, this ain't my lifestyle. I don't want to do this. So I was like, I want to play ball again. Quit my job. I had a certain amount saved. Wasn't that much, but it was enough to get me by until, uh, you know, I found something. So I just had faith in it and was like, I reached out to a bunch of coaches, a bunch of agents. Ended up hearing back from a semi-pro team in the Bronx. Yep. By the way, this is all all me, bro. Like You're working with it. I'm doing everything, like all the emails, like, and I learned this from my mom because my mom was the one who used to do it for me. Mm-hmm. She, I, I credit her like so much for getting me a scholarship because like while my high school coach helped a lot, his priority was more so like the guys that were going D1 and stuff. Yeah. So um, my mom was the one reaching out to coaches, doing hella emails and whatever. She was getting me interest and visits and stuff. Right. So And I ended up getting a full scholarship. So yeah, shout out to my mom. But once I was... Um, Post-college, she had taught me to do that. So I'm just reaching out hundreds of emails, bro, literally. Writing down every name, that I, every email I need to, you know, research online, YouTube, reaching out to YouTube creators, like, yo, how'd you do this, blah, blah, blah. So eventually heard back from that team. Um, got a, got a, I went to one of their practices, like, a couple of days later. Yeah. Dunked on somebody crazy, <laughs> like, jumped over some, like, Vince Carter type. I jumped over somebody, got a putback. Uh, they were like, yo, come play with us, blah, blah, blah. I played like a game, two games with them, and then the team oddly just fell apart. It was so weird. Like the coach quit. They just, they were like, we're yeah, done, whatever. Okay. Never heard back from them again. Um, so then I'm like, damn, I got to back to the drawing board. Like, right. I got to figure something out. Uh, and then, so I used to coach for this dude's AAU team, his eight and under team. And he used to be on the Globetrotters. Okay. So one of my dad's friends. Um, and then my dad was like, yo, why don't you reach out to Mike? Like, he can get you on with the Trotters. I'm like, ah, I don't really want to do that. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like fake basketball. I don't want to do that. Like, That's what you thought? You uh, was like, it's fake basketball? You said what? In the beginning, you was like, you thought it was fake I'm basketball? Like, I thought it was just all scripted. Like, there was just no basketball. Right? Gotcha. Like, I was like, I don't want to do that, bro. So... So um, then he told he told my mom, like, yo, you should be doing this, blah, blah, blah. They can do it, you know. And then she called me and, like, cursed me out, bro. She was like, man, you better pick up that phone. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, shit. I was like, damn, they're right. Like, why wouldn't I? Like, this is just this is an opportunity. I can travel the world, whatever. Yeah. So I, I reached out to the dude. He put me in contact with uh, the director of scouting okay. for the tribe. He was like, the guy was like, yo, send me some film, send me some dunks, whatever you can do. 
sent it to them. They reached out immediately back to me and was like, uh, yo, we would love to have you on, like come to a tryout in Connecticut, which was, and I was in New York at the time. So that was like an hour drive. Okay. So I'm like, oh, I'll be there. This was like a week in advance. They said, yo, be here next week. I said, bet. Drove there. It was a practice they were having before a game. Went there, did a workout. They put me through a workout, whatever. I'm kind of out of shape, too. I'm like, <laughs> then one of the guys on the generals was like, bro, it's all right. Like, they understand. Like, it's all good. Okay, man. So after the practice, after the workout, they, the coaches brought me to the back and were like, yeah, so we would love to bring you on as a Washington general. Like, I said, all right, bet. Like, let's do it. And so I went home. And then, uh, yeah, but literally, like, in a week, I was on tour. Dang. So, and the rest is history. But I, so that happened crazy, so bro. quick. So it happened so quick, bro. It was crazy. Tell me, it was crazy. Okay, so being a part of the Washington Generals, like, okay, so your perspective of when they, when your stepdad mentioned glow, like you should try out for the Trotters, like ah, oh, that's fake yeah. basketball. Da, da da da. Then once you actually got into it, you know, was it a was it a totally not what you expected? Honestly, bro, I didn't really know what to expect. I just knew the Globetrotters, like, they do the magic circle, you know, they do their dunks and stuff. So I just knew that part of it. But I didn't know the general side of it. I didn't know the, like, the hooping side of it. So, like, yeah, bro, I got there and I was like, oh, we can can play a little bit. We get up and down. Like, I stay in shape. Like, I can still get off and do what I do best, get my putbacks and all that. Yeah. It's perfect for me, you know? I, I like it. Uh... Yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Um, it's one of those things where it's like uh, long term. I don't see myself doing it. Like mm-hmm. maybe you know, no more than like four or five more years. Mm-hmm. Even then, I'm like four years. I'll be thirty two. Like at some point, I want to settle down and like have a family. For sure. And like tour life is not really doesn't really uh, work with that. Gotcha. Guys do it, but it's it's tougher. Um, so yeah, that's it. I'm enjoying it right now. I've I've been to like nine, eight, nine countries. Like it's Damn. crazy. What's your favorite? So, What's your favorite country? My favorite place I've been to is Spain. Mm. Specifically Malaga, Spain. Why it's, why? It is so beautiful, bro. Like it's it's got you got the beach side of it and then it's like the city part. It, I don't really know how to describe it, but Okay. I, I've always tried to and I failed to just to put it into words. It's like, I'll send you some pictures and you'll understand, but like, for anybody listening to this, look up Malaga, Spain, M-A-L-A-G-A, Spain. It's beautiful. Yeah, we got to look, send me some pictures because I want to see, but I I understand what you're saying. Like, it'd be, it's one of those places that, you know, it's so beautiful, you can't even, like, you just got to be there to kind of witness the vibe and the aura. Like, some places it's not even about, like, what's there, it's just how it makes you feel at that particular time. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't. You know, you can't conjure up that feeling nowhere else. Like, I can go to a beach in the United States, but it, it doesn't beat when I was in Spain. You know what I'm saying? Like, you probably had one of your biggest light bulb moments coming in that, you know, in that particular place. Like, you probably drew so much content or creativeness in that specific place. And it's just like, it's, it's one of those things you wish you could recreate, but you just can't. You know what I'm saying? You actually have to be there. Um, and so I, I understand completely. Um, so obviously, I appreciate you explaining us about your journey as far as like how you became a Washington general. Um, I think that's super dope, uh, and, and it gives you an opportunity to continue to play basketball, a sport that you really love. But you also have multiple other hobbies outside of that as well too. So 
how did the brand how did the brand start you know what i'm saying like imperfect i'm perfect how did you know like how did this start like where did the idea come from like because i love the concept i was like this is the dopest thing i've ever seen so yeah appreciate that so you know i i definitely i take some credit for the idea because you know it came to me somehow and i wrote it down mm-hmm. but like ultimately all these all these ideas are just like from somewhere else and you know you're you get lucky enough to like cross paths with it at some point it's like you there's reference points throughout your life that you know create this this moment in time where you get an idea it's a light bulb switch so like this is something I, I always write down my ideas any cool idea i think i have like oh let me write this down this might be something i could do mm-hmm. and at the time i around the time i started with the generals i was like writing ideas down to put on a shirt specifically. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple, you know, and uh, just kept them in my in my photo album and stuff. And never just never did anything with them. I was just like, one day I'm going to do something with this. Yeah. <clears throat> Fast forward a couple years later, uh, went through a lot of, lot of life experience in those couple years, you know, COVID and everything, relationships, all types of stuff. Uh, and <clears throat> I just decided one day, that like, all right, I got to figure this out. Within like a couple of weeks, I had it down. I had a, I had a draft done, and I just went from there. So basically, the idea behind imperfect is uh, it's a balance between confidence and humility. Mm. Uh, and I just think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of value in like um, um, talking about duality in life and balance. Yeah. So that's and I and just like going the idea came and then. From there, it's like, okay, I have this idea, I have this product, and it has meaning, but like, what other meaning can I draw from this? So like, I'll just always be thinking like, all right, what else What else is here? Because it's not just the, the word, like, so what else is here? So now I'm like, oh, like duality, like, okay, what is all, every, I'm looking at all these things in my life that are duality is balance, mm-hmm. like two sides to something. Yeah. So it's like it just all ties in together, and it's so many, some, so many people can relate with, you know, embrace your imperfections. Kendrick Lamar, I mean, has been talking about this heavy lately. I've noticed if you look at like his last couple of interviews, like he's he's preaching imperfection. He posted on his story like yesterday, like, "Yo, I, I love embracing imperfection." Blah, blah blah. That's just a word that's always been coming up with him lately. Yeah, so that's cool. And yeah, man, I just it's something I, I believe in. I stand on so. Why not put it on a shirt? Uh-huh. And and you know I don't know if you've seen some of my other designs. I have one that says "Immortal," mm-hmm. which is the same concept, uh, but you know dealing dealing with duality. But it's also like uh, it's like your physical body is mortal, so I'm mortal, right? But spirit is immortal. Yep. So all of this, all of this spirituality and all of these things, I, I have to credit places like NGU, you know, for that that balance I've had in my life because like without that structure and like always being reminded that there's something bigger than me, I don't know if I would, you know, have this mindset right now. So while I did hate the rules, you know, <laughs> some of the people weren't, you know, didn't really, we didn't really see eye to eye. Like right. I wouldn't take it back, you know, for sure. There's a, you learn, you learn something in everything. And, uh, I respect the brand, man. Like duality. That's one of some, I think as you get older, um, 
you know, you start to realize that, you know, there's two sides to everything. There's, you know, good, bad, like nothing that you're doing, like, you know, there's always two sides. Like nothing is just one-sided, um, if, if you really quite honestly think about it. Um, but, you know, imperfect, I'm perfect. Like right now with social media, there, there could be, you know, social media is a gift and sometimes it's a curse, um, depending on how you view it and how you use the tool, because it's, it's nothing but a tool. Um, and sometimes that tool can have people you know, obviously feel like they're imperfect all the time. Like there's nothing about them that's right. You know what I mean? But when you look at it, like you are perfect. You're just perfect in your own way. Like we're not all here to, you know, sync or be just alike. We're all uniquely divine and created in, in different ways. Like there's, that's why there's no same fingerprint. You know what I mean? Like things like that, when you think about it, it's like how is there billions of people on earth, but none of us have the same fingerprint whatsoever you know what i mean so it's just like you know i i vibe with it um and i want to just kind of just get an idea of like where it came from and how it started and i hope people that's watching is like if you have a idea or you know a, a design like obviously you don't have to do anything with it at first you can put it to the side and just be like i'm gonna get to it one day um but i think it's important that you should always have a meaning behind anything that you put out there because like the meaning is what attracts people you know what i'm saying like, I was attracted to it because of how I view myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm perfect, but I'm also imperfect as well. Um, yeah. And so I find that pretty dope. And then we talked about um, content creation. Is that something that you've always been into? Um, oh, yeah. Just just creating content? Like, what, what do you have? Do you map it out? Or, like, how do you come up with the things that you want to, um, you know, put out or, you know, create? So just like my ideas that I write down for maybe a shirt, I write down ideas I have for a piece of content I can make for a specific platform. Um, you know, it doesn't always get made, but, you know, I have, I make sure I get my ideas on, not on paper, but on my notes on my phone. And like, uh, I'm oh, bro, to answer your question, like I've always been making content, like in some way, mm. like when I was in middle school, I was begging my parents for a video camera um, for Christmas, and I got it because I wanted to like make skate videos and home videos. Like okay. I was just recording my family, just like you know, on my little director too. Like, uh, and I didn't realize it back then. Like that's content, but that's just something I've always been into, like entertainment and media, yeah. and like, like, and and I credit my dad a lot for that because he was. You know, he's from New York. He, he always got me, like, the new gadgets. He always got me, like, the, you know, I had a MacBook when I was, like, really young. Like, okay. I was one of, the, one of my first friends with an iPhone. Like, I've just always had gadgets, bro. Yeah. So, like, I've just always been into that. So, so yeah, I, I like making content, bro. It's fun. I, it's even me just – I was talking to, talk, talking to my boy the other day about this. Uh, yesterday, actually. Like – recording recording a video of me just walking through New York City is not just me just doing it. Like, that's a piece of content that I'm enjoying. Like, oh, this is a cool angle. Like, in my mind, like, I'm making a movie. So <laughs> yeah. it's not like, and it's, and it's for me. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's, I think it's cool that other people are able to see it too. But like, I feel like cool as hell when I'm walking <laughs> with my phone. Like, you know like, I feel like I'm Stanley Kubrick. Like, Word. So like I don't know that's that's just something I like doing is creating things, making things. Yeah, I think that's the. I mean, when you talk about content, man, like I think the most the the success comes from doing what you love. Like 
I don't know if you ever started creating content and your goal was to monetize it or create money from it. Um, but it seems like you had a genuine passion of just, I just like to see different angles. I like, you know, you get into that kid-like mindset when you got that, you walking through New York and you getting these angles and you putting your movie together. In your mind, like people think you just got a camera and you record, but in your mind, it's a whole lot of, it's a whole different game being played up here. You know what I mean? Like you putting pieces together, you creating your own little montage or your own little movie. Um, and it means a lot more to you than versus the person that sees you from across the street. Like, oh, he's just creating content, you know, for whatever page or YouTube he has. And I find that, you know, people have the most success as far as like with discipline, as far as like continuing to, you know, produce content. Because producing content is hard. But just having the discipline to keep doing it, keep putting it out there, keep working on your craft, like you have to love it at first. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you still love it. You know, you still love messing around, getting the views, getting the angles and just, you know, making up whatever uh, perception in your mind that, that's going on on that on that camera. Um, and I just think with a lot of content creators that are very successful, that's how it, it all started. Like it was the love. And then after you follow your passion as far as with love, the money comes you know, on the back end from it because other people think what you're doing is cool. Like, do you feel like that's kind of the wave in, in which life kind of works? Or you feel like there are some people that's like, no, nah, I'm getting in this for the money and we just, that's it. I mean, I, it's two sides, right? We talked about duality. So yeah. I think there's people that's doing both, but I think the enjoyment comes from like that first, that first side of just loving what you do first. Yeah, bro. I think it's just up to the individual. Like, it's a different situation for everybody. Like some people, some people love it, and then they're they they end up being the quote unquote starving artist. Mm -hmm. I was watching a video today. They they were like a starving artist is essentially just like a glorified loser because <laughs> it's like they end up like they got the passion, they got the love for it, but yeah. they, they don't have the balance of like, all right, I gotta eat, like I gotta get money. For it. Right. They, they don't. They're so they're purists, so they don't. You know. They don't. They think they're selling out if they make money from uh, from their craft. Gotcha. And that's far from what I want to be. Like I want to make money. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's not. I don't. I don't try to be secretive about that or like deceptive. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't sell a product. Like it's to make money, but it's also to get a message out and to be an outlet for for me. I might not always make shirts. Uh, you know, I might do something. I don't know, but. I think that, um, I guess I can only speak for myself. I'm always very conscious that what I'm doing uh, needs to, needs to um, contribute to the lifestyle that I want. So even if it's something as simple as going out and working out, like that to me, that's, that's investing in my body, that's in my mental health. Like, that's something that's contributing to the life I want. If I'm um, if I'm making a YouTube video, I do I do have in mind that like oh I'm gonna I can make money from this yeah. as well. You know what I'm saying? So, but the money isn't the it's the, not a priority. Not the, no, it's a priority, but yeah. it's not it's not uh, the main reason why I do things. Got gotcha. you. Like. But at the same time, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, with certain things. Like, if you got a job, if you need to get a job to, like, just make money, that's that's okay sometimes. Like, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Like, I, I, I definitely get what you're saying. I feel like 
I guess my take is as far as like, and I don't want you, I don't want anybody to think that I want you guys to be a glorified loser. I just feel like why, <laughs> that was a little harsh. Story, I just, no, that, I mean that was. That was true. a lot of words. But it, like that's, I, I agree with it. That but. was true though. Like yeah. there's people that is glorified. You know, it's kind of pretty much glorified losing. But I also feel like you know, I don't know, man. Like for me, I feel like it has to like align with like a, a purpose. You know what I mean? Like. I don't want to just be out here just because, like, I can get a job and just want to make money, but then I'm also be miserable. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I'm, but like you said, like when you create a, a a video or content, like obviously you enjoy creating content, but you know that if my content is good enough, there's a pop, there's a bag behind that. You know what I mean? Like that's the sprinkles on top. You know what I mean? But that's not what the that's not the whole cupcake. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the breading of the cupcake is that I really enjoy content. I want other people to see it. Um, but then the sprinkles on top is like, I'm going to get this bag on the back end. So like, that's the complete product. I, I, I just don't, you know, I, I, for me, it's, that's what I'm having a hard time in life as far as like figuring out what I want to do. Like, like I got this podcast. I love talking to people. I love diving in, asking questions. But I, it ain't no bag on the back of this. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, I'm not making any money yet. We're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got the podcast. We're monetizing on, you know, streams as far as like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, things of that nature. But as far as the YouTube side, there, you know, there's nothing going on. Like, I could easily cut the video stuff off and just do strictly audio. But I love seeing the video, giving people another way of viewing it. You know what I mean? And I feel like if I keep going, and just even if I don't make a dollar, I still I still would continue to make videos. You know what I mean? Like I just you know that's the that's the, how I feel. But then I also don't want to be a glorified loser and be like, this dude been making videos all this time and ain't made no money yet. You know what I mean? Well, well, what I what, what I think they meant by like glorified losers, people that think you're selling out by monetizing your craft, gotcha. where you're like so pure, you're such a purist that it's like. Oh no! Like I just do this for the love, you know. Okay, got you, got you. Like that, yeah. So they're not trying to monetize at all. Yeah, not like (laughs) oh, I've been uh, I've been skateboarding for twenty years and I'm still not a pro. Like I suck, so like I'm a loser because I keep doing it. Like no, (laughs) if it it brings me true enjoyment, like that's fine. You can never lose. Like gaming, it's like gaming. I don't think you're a loser if you play video games. Like if you get enjoyment from that. And it's like you get to connect with your friends. Like, there's value in that. Yeah, I, it, it's all to the you know to the person and like what you. I guess why you do it. You know what I mean? Like, it all comes down to your why and your alignment. Just like you said, you know, for you, you make conscious decisions on if I'm doing something, I want it to align with you know the goals and the vision that I have for myself in the future. As far as like with fitness, um, as far as like with imperfect, like that seems like it. Uh, the conversation we just had. It seems like everything that you're doing is in alignment of where you're trying to go. Like, even though you may not know like what the end goal looks like, but you know how you want to feel and how you want to be perceived along this journey. It seems like everything that you're doing is fitting that perception and how people look at you. So, you know, I, I do want to say, man, it, like, it, believe it or not, we're coming up on uh, an hour and some and some change, and I think I've had like the. This has been a great conversation. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation as well. I want to leave the podcast and I just want to know what is your advice um, to people that are trying to find their purpose in life? What what advice would you give them on, you know, just how to like like I said, find their purpose and 
figure out what they're on earth to do? Okay, there's a couple of things. So first, um, I would say do things with purpose. And, you know, that will eventually lead you to feeling like you, you have a purpose. Like for some people, maybe their purpose is literally to be a mom, like, which is a beautiful thing. Like some, it doesn't have to be this huge, like grandiose, like, oh, my purpose is to be the number one <laughs> producer in the world. Like it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. So it just takes a lot of like inner work and, you know, meditation for some people, for myself, that works. Um, and just like doing, reminding yourself of like who you were as a, as a teenager and like middle schooler, like what were the things that got you super excited? Yeah. You weren't even thinking about money or like stupid things that we do as adults. <laughs> what were those things that just got you like, yo, you couldn't, you, you couldn't wait for the next day to like do it again. Yeah. Like for me, that was skateboarding. That was like, you know, that was, uh, that was certain like, uh, clothes and like rap videos. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, the, the whole culture of that. So try to connect with those things. Look at some old pictures, like remember who you were back then. Yeah. and try to connect that to who you are now and like once you merge the two it's like you get a better understanding and by the way you know i'm still figuring it out i'm not like oh i made it like no i'm still doing these things i'm learning as i I'm doing as i learned learning as i go so yeah yeah that would be my advice and if you're like really young like have well really anybody like have more understanding understanding for your parents mm. because like even though they're older than you and you know, they raise you, like they still might be figuring it out too. Yeah, it's like you know, some people sometimes you might surpass them in you know understanding yourself or like certain things about life. So have more understanding um, for your parents and realize that in most cases they're not; they don't have any ill will towards you. They they do things because they want to protect you and they want they want you to be great. But sometimes you know. They don't realize that they're kind of like holding you back in some ways. Yeah. So you, once you get, once you realize that, it's like you know, give them empathy and understanding. And if you know, if you know, if you feel like you know what you want to do, like stand on that. Yeah, that's hard. Appreciate yeah. that. I mean, it sounds like everything that you put together is like just grace. You know, if it, it'd be a good word to use as far as like give yourself grace. To, to understand yourself and then like you talked about your parents give them grace as far as like you know some people's you know you my mom had me when she was 20 like she's still a kid. I was 21 you know what I'm saying like she's still a kid like I can imagine myself at 20 like there's no way you know what I'm saying no way I would have the the confidence or the the I guess the mindset to be able to raise you know who I am today or just the young man and the, the young you know the men that we are so it's wild to think about, um, and I think we lose that perception, um, you know, that our parents are people, you know, outside of the title of mom and dad. You know what I mean? Like, when you get older, that 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 it, you have to separate the two. <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching this, this interview, and this comedian was like, he was like, once you realize like your dad was just a nigga who got somebody pregnant, like you just have a better relationship with him. <laughs> <laughs> like they was just they liked each other they smashed and they, they had you like, it's like it is what it is bro. 
word. That's what's up. Well, Troy, man, we appreciate you, man. Um, the only thing we need is two recommendations, bro. I need two people that you would you feel like fits the mold of the podcast, bro. Uh, somebody that I could chop it up with. That's how we keep this podcast moving. Um, and I would just love to get two recommendations from you. If you don't have them in mind right now, that's okay. If you do, you can tell us who they are, kind of like what they do, just to give the yeah. people an idea of what they would, you know, what's to come. Yeah. Um, dang, there's there's a lot of people that come to mind, man. Um, ah. You can send me top five. You know, we take all recommendations. Dang, yeah, I'm going to have to, like, sit on that for a minute and, like, and I can send you some because I got there's there's a lot of interesting people that, that I think uh, you would find value in like talking to them and yeah. Bro. So I can definitely send you a list of people yeah. that I think. Send me a list, bro. I I work down sure. I work down the list. There's so many people in the world. I I wish I could talk to everybody in the world, but you know we'll get there one day. But uh, other than that, bro, you have a good night. I appreciate you so much again, bro. If there's anything that we can do over here, just let me know. If there's any, you know, we're looking at the drop. Like, I don't want you to feel like this is transactional. Like, I support all brands, all people. So, if they got something going on, I try to repost, share, do what I can to, you know, do my part as far as, like, helping the universe and helping people out. Um, so, if you ever got anything going on, um, you know, let people know where they can find you. You know, plug in the podcast. You know, whatever you got going on, just plug that in for us real quick, and then we out. Yeah. All right, before I do that, I just wanted to say, like, thank you, and, you know, you're very wise. I'm glad we got to chop it up. You know, it's been a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, but but one thing I will say about you, like, every time I seen you on campus in college, like, you had a smile on your face. Like, that's what I remember. I just remember you having this big <laughs> smile on your face, whether you were with Anthony or whatever, whoever. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, just, just know that, like, that's that's what is probably in a lot of people's minds when they think about you is like because it's not like we knew each other like that like right we yeah we just knew each cool. other we like cool. passing you know what I'm saying after after like, 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 yeah yeah yeah, you know, <laughs> like, yeah so so yeah for sure I just wanted to say that thank you but um yeah bro you can find me on TikTok Instagram YouTube all at Troy Blyden um, TroyBlyden.com if you want to support and grab some of this uh, this merch um. Uh, paid day off podcast that's my podcast with my with my friends we talk about mainly hip-hop but just like the culture in general um and yeah yeah maybe i'll be in your city uh next year playing with the, with the generals and the globe charters so if you ever if you ever uh if you follow me and you ever see that i'm gonna be in your city because i always i'll post my schedule okay. reach out to me I, will. Uh, I love giving people tickets and like letting them experience like what I do for a living. Yeah. So don't hesitate to reach out. Um, am I missing anything? No, I'm not. I just dropped two things on my website though: two a tank top and a t-shirt. So yeah, check me out. Let's go. We own that. Shout out to Troy Bly. I appreciate you. Have a good night. And we always gonna stay connected, man, my friend. I'm always watching from afar. And you be safe and enjoy. Sir, respect. Respect, man. See ya.
$50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.